the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is it hot enough for you? Maybe I should ask, was it hot enough for you over the weekend? How about that heat wave, huh? Did it make a man-made climate change convert out of you? Maybe you should com- uh, calm down a little bit. Uh, Chris Marks of Weather Facts says that there are fewer heat waves and they don't last as long now as they did in the 1930s. And he has graphs to prove it. He says the average heat wave now is 41% shorter than heat waves back in the 30s. And I don't know if they had any air conditioning back then. I know they didn't have much. I mean, I didn't have any air conditioning growing up in the 50s and 60s. So, I, you know, had to be hot back there in the 30s. And uh, this guy says that the average temperature is two degrees hot, was two degrees higher during their heat waves back then. And that came from a story, by the way, on the Daily Wire today. Uh, and right now it's 69 degrees and the temperature won't get out of the 70s for the next three days. So no need to panic. Not that anything is going to keep the climate change hysterics from panicking. Meanwhile, it's time to clean up some business from last week, if you don't mind. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, we actually uh, have two jerks of the week this week because we didn't, we forgot to do one last week. Um, and because of that, I've had multiple people fired here at the station. I just want to let you know that. Aaron, our producer, was on vacation and we forgot, so she's been told she's never taking another vacation. So I guess that could make me the jerk of the week, but I'm not going to be because we have someone else. Um, this guy, we're actually, we could have had a multiple jerks of the week because it's the San Francisco Board of Education that voted unanimously to paint over a George Washington mural on a school wall. The mural depicted a series of scenes from Washington's life. And was written by uh, or painted by a liberal who wanted to show what kind of a life uh, Washington had, which included owning slaves and having to kill Native Americans. But everybody's offended, so uh, because the truth was shown there. So, uh, but our jerk of the week is not the entire board because we don't. We only have room for one jerk, but we're going to give it to Mark Sanchez. He's the education commissioner commissioner out there in San Francisco, and he said that the $600,000 cost to have this mural painted over is reparations. And so, Mark Sanchez, education commissioner, San Francisco, a long way away, but he didn't escape us. He is the jerk of the week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And uh, when we come back, the author of a book called 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know. Stick around. storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, 
You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsrspittsburgh.com. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks. And uh, we'll be talking to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it it. easy. Rocky Blyer, and we'll be right back. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote could find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 671 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Warning. Property protected by electric fence. Sharks sighted in water. Warnings are truly handy. Bridge out. But you may not always get a warning when it comes to threats to your identity or the personal information on your devices. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection includes Norton Security for even more protection. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to help detect identity threats, like your personal info for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects up to five devices from ransomware and other online threats. Plus, if you have a problem, our agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but having someone looking out for you... Warning, minefield ahead. ...will help keep you out of danger. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code TITTLE. That's promo code TITTLE for 10% off. LifeLock with Norton. More detection, more protection. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. The uh, title of the book is 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know, and it's coming out soon. The author is Jerome Hudson. He's the entertainment editor at Breitbart News, also writes for many other publications. You've seen him on Fox News. Uh, He joins us now, and uh, Jerome, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, John. So I guess the first question is, um, the, the title of the book is 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know. Who is they? That was a good question. Uh, I can't say I didn't see it coming. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I, I know who it is, but I, I want you to talk about it. Sure. No, I, it, it's, it's, it's politicians who oftentimes lecture and lie. Uh, it is the mainstream media who basically do the same. Um, it's professors. Uh, it's basically anyone who proclaims to be in a position of authority. Uh, I'm black, uh, for your listeners who didn't know. And for a long time, um, people, so-called civil rights leaders, um, have taken upon themselves to speak generally for all black people. Now, while I disagree with many of the things that they say, these people do not tell the truth. And uh, that is what I endeavored to do in writing this book. Uh, that's interesting you bring that up because uh, the, uh, there's a congresswoman, Presley, um, who is, is, there's a quote out there in the last few days from her talking about uh, we don't 
I can't, I don't have it right in front of me here, but since you brought it up, it, I thought of it. Um, it goes something like, "We don't want um, black voices, blacks who don't have a, a black voice, or brown people who don't have a brown voice." And you kind of mentioned it there that there are people out there who think you know. Sometimes if I'm a white guy, in case you didn't know, uh, yeah. you, you get you get the uh, what's that you, name? No. <laughs> you get <laughs> you get the impression. That um, if you're having a discussion, and I've had uh, debates and discussions with uh, black guys who uh, they don't like black conservatives, of which you are. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But and she meant that's basically what she was saying in in her statement, the the congresswoman, uh, that it's it's racist to generalize and say that all, that black people think this or think that, but then. When there's a black person who doesn't think the way they think you're supposed to think, then you get called out for it. And and yeah. uh, that, that, how do you deal with that? Well, the book comes out September 17th, and yeah. anybody uh, under the sound of my voice can pre-order it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So listening to you talk about this, the, the quote is, uh, no more black faces that don't want to be a, a, a black boy. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. You're absolutely I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it just it stuns me how uncanny uh, the timing of this book coming out is. I mean, I, I, and I don't know this woman's uh, politics, but I would assume that she's uh, pro-abortion or, or so-called pro-choice. Mm-hmm. The first the first chapter in my book, I basically highlight how in New York City for several years, I'm talking about five years in a row, John, more black preg- pregnancies ended in abortion than those children being born alive. Um, I, 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 I venture to, 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 to guess that uh, Congresswoman Presley has never actually given a voice to all of those black lives that should matter, but that will never uh, uh, breathe uh, air and live uh, because of the callous policies of abortion that her party, the Democratic Party, have pushed for decades. Uh, it, you're right. It's an it's extremely racist statement. Um, to make it should be insulting to anyone, uh, but particularly to, to black people. Oftentimes, you 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 do get the assumption, and her words actually illustrate that 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 politicians and specifically Democrats just see black people as a monolithic voting block, and yep. they take their vote for granted because they know Democrat politicians know that black people will show up and vote for their party, no matter who it is, no matter what their, the policies they espouse. And I mean that that that's basically what she's saying here. Yeah, and um, you, you you hear like if if I if, if as again as a white guy, and I say, well, I kind of like Clarence Thomas, or I really enjoy uh, you know my favorite some two of my favorite columnists are Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams, and uh, you know I, I kind of like Ben Carson, and you know I, you know the list, and mm. and. Though the, the, they they're not they don't count they're not black right. uh, because these are all, they're house negroes. These are, all, these are all highly accomplished people who just happen to be black, right? Right. right. Uh, Justice Claire Thomas and and who I haven't uh, had a chance to talk to, but I was born and raised in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I have spent hours talking to Dr. Ben Carson. Both of those men, respectively, came from horrible uh, situations growing up. Um, poor, but they overcame those situations. What's frightening about what people like Congress, uh, Congresswoman Presley is saying is that she's sending a message, and she's basically shutting down debate. That's why I wrote the book, John, because I give people 50 primers on very serious issues facing the country, but, but Congresswoman Presley would have you not actually have a debate on these issues. In fact, she's saying, shut up, black person. Black conservative, if you don't agree, if you don't see the world through the prism that we, the, the correct thinking black Democrats, see the world, then, then there should be no debate. And you actually have no, no place in this, in this battle of ideas that we're supposed to be having. I mean, it's actually the most anti-American thing I've seen a Democrat say in the last five minutes. Yeah, that that was uh, that was a stunner, and 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 what's just as stunning is that it that so very so few people recognize it for what it is, and, and for how stupid it is, and how counterproductive it is. Well, I mean, look, she's you know in Massachusetts is generally a state that 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 by and large 
you know, is represented by Democrats. And so she can get away with it. Mm-hmm. But I do. But what I do know is, you know, and I live in Jacksonville, it's a, it's a, it's a really large city. And I, I, I travel the country. I talk to people all the time. And the world that Congresswoman Presley and Democrats in the squad uh, and, and, and all of them in Washington, D.C., they see the world. And it, the, the reality is, is that they're they're really uh, racism is nearly non-existent in America. Um, the, 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 the leaps and bounds that we've made since the civil rights movement, they go unrecognized by these people, John, because unfortunately they have to divide us. Uh, and they have to break us into every splintered uh, group, whether it be gender, our sexual orientation, or our race. Yep. Uh, and that is how they, they they remain in power. But I think what 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 the 2016 election told us is that people are tired of this stuff, and they're 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 really not taking it anymore. Now we're talking to uh, Jerome Hudson, the author of a book soon to come out. It's called Fifty Things They Don't Want You to Know." So I obviously haven't read the book, Jerome. I've read some of the some of the stuff about the book. So maybe it'd be just easier for me to just let you list a few of your favorite things from the list of fifty. So what, what do you oh, want sure. to start with? Uh, no, and I mean some of these are are the most actual issues that have faced our nation. Some of them for decades, and so uh, you know, forty years ago, we uh, started to include race as sort of uh, 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 just one of the many elements for uh, in admissions on our college campuses, and and then since that time of affirmative action, racial minorities. Uh, have actual the, the the number of racial minorities on America's top colleges and universities has actually declined. Um, we hear politicians. We assume that these people are supposed to be smart and 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 care and and take care of the issues uh, that we elect them to do. Compare the situation, the crisis, the immigration crisis at the border uh, to the Holocaust, John. And in fact, any time a politician or a left-wing uh, Hollywood radical or some TV talking head actually makes that comparison, they're not only doing a disservice uh, to, to, to the memory uh, of, of anyone who died or lost a loved one or anyone who, who, who fought in, the, in, in World War II to, 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 to free people who were right. uh, uh, being you know brutalized by Nazi Germany. They're actually attacking uh latinos because i described in great detail and this is all public information i just you know codified it and put put it beautifully so that people don't fall asleep reading it over 50 percent of the u.s customs and border patrol uh agents are latino now obviously i mean it, it gives you a great advantage if you actually speak uh, Spanish, but 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 that but that's that's the good people that these craven politicians are attacking. Uh, we can't be a racist country if we've led the entire world year after year and for decades and actually accepting refugees. But that doesn't stop leftists from attacking their own country as xenophobic and bigoted. Um, yeah, you know, you, so you're, the U.S., uh, I see here, you have, the, that's one of your 50 things, the U.S. settled more refugees in 2018 than any other country. <laughs> it's, so it's basically 50, they feel counterintuitive, John. Like, you and I know this, we, we live this, we breathe this stuff. But I wrote this book, really, um, for, for that 20-year-old, 20 year, 20-year-old year uh, me that was a college student. Mm-hmm. And when I actually... St- started to get my hands on books about economics and books about history and philosophy and the great triumphs that this that that this country uh achieved i felt bamboozled it broke my heart uh and so in many ways i wrote this book um obviously for all audiences but particularly for young people who are being inundated every day with horrible lies about the history of this country uh, and 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 they're being they're being graduated and and sent out into the world hating the greatest country that that God ever put on this planet, um, and, and 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 so you know it's fifty uh, trips to the bathroom and and, and look I, I didn't write the book because I thought that I could change someone's voter registration, 
But on these 50 issues, I mean, you may still be a liberal when you finish the book, but you'll never look at these issues the same way. Yeah, I see here also another good one, $2.6 billion in food stamps to dead people in less than two years. So I don't, I don't know if your audience is familiar with Peter Schweitzer. Um, he is the Democrat slayer uh, in many ways. Uh, you know, I worked alongside him at Government Accountability Institute. We did research on Clinton cash, mm-hmm. which um, the New York Times you know, basically said was part of the reason why Hillary Clinton didn't win the White House. And uh, while I was at Government Accountability Institute, I, I led a, a team of researchers, and we helped lead the team, and we, we were researching food stamps, uh, the program, John, and what we realized was that a handful of companies actually administer food stamp programs throughout each state. We actually had an executive of a large financial firm basically saying, John, that poverty was good for our business because the more people who were in dire economic straits the more people needed food stamps. And that is people's taxpayer dollars to the tune of billions of dollars going uh, to underwrite this program. But just like most government programs, John, it is full of fraud and waste. And basically what I did was just look through the, 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 the actuarial numbers. And yeah, I mean, within a very short amount of time, about 18 months, we basically spend almost $3 billion giving food stamps to people who weren't alive. Um, I mean, it's quite fascinating. But again, the point is to actually shake people out of the sort of apathy that they might have. I mean, people can easily pay attention to this stuff, um, and it doesn't have to happen around election time. Um, I, I, I saw on, your, on the website, too, it's, uh, your boss, the CEO at Breitbart, Larry Solov, he says, he says, you're a nightmare for Hollywood elites. I'm guessing you take that as a compliment. Uh, I do, very, very <laughs> much so. And look, it's not me saying it. Uh, the New York Times uh, has published uh, the work that we, that we do at Breitbart News, particularly me being the entertainment editor. Um, I mean, I wake up every day at ungodly hours, and all I do, John, basically is report what these people say about this, the very same Americans that they asked to buy their movie tickets or their albums or come see them saying on a stage at a concert. Right. Um, I mean, you know, it, it does make my job very easy. Uh, but for the longest time, I don't think, uh, you know, the average upstanding law-abiding American citizen actually realized just how much some of the biggest uh, celebrities and stars in Hollywood hate them. I mean, these people have real disdain for them. I think I think uh, the American voter can kind of see that disdain in the media, particularly in the last uh, decade, and they can they can certainly see that correlation um, with elected officials in Washington D.C. and maybe in their local government. Um, but we look up to a lot of these Hollywood stars. Uh, we idolize them. We love the movies and the shows and the work that they do. And not all of them uh, are left-wing radicals. And certainly there are a lot of blue-collar jobs, um, you know, and good, and good people that work on, work on, these, uh, on these television shows and movies. But there is a large uh, contingent of these very affluent and very influential people who who campaign for policies, quite frankly, John, that don't really affect their lives in the same way that they affect the average everyday American. Uh, And so what I do is just hold up a big mirror and I just let the reflection show. And millions of people come to Breitbart.com to be educated on it. Um, It does take a constant campaign of reminding people. And some of them, uh, these celebrities, have humbled over the years, but uh, most of them are hard-headed. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll never stop reporting again the, the things, the hateful things that they say. Hey, uh, um, I'm out of time, uh, Jerome. I, I'm up against a hard break. You understand that, and you're a, you're a veteran of television and radio. i got to go. <laughs> I want to have you on again for sure when the book comes out. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. God bless. Okay, that's Jerome Hudson, and it's 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know. You know some of them right now. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is denying Iran's claim that it has arrested 17 CIA recruits. An Iranian intelligence official says the recruits were all Iranian nationals arrested over the past months for spying on the Islamic Republic's nuclear and military sites. That's totally a false story. That's another lie. The report comes amid rising tensions between the nations over the president pulling the U.S. out of the Iran nuclear deal. Asked if Washington's closer to a deal or armed conflict, he says Iran doesn't know which way it's going and continues disrespecting the U.S. Frankly, it's getting harder for me to want to make a deal with Iran. And says it could easily go either way. Sagar Magani, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow by 18 points to 27,171. The Nasdaq rose 58. The S&P advanced 8. Oil up 46 cents to 5609 a barrel. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Adam Barada, author of the book Gold is a Better Way. It became a national bestseller. It's now become a movement. My member site went live one year ago, and since that time, gold is up $250. It's outperforming the highest flying stock market in history by 15%. And for the first time, I'm opening up my live gold summit to non-members. This is a $1,500 ticket for free. Join me and my over 5,000 members via live stream on August 14th and learn the secrets to the next gold boom. The event is for investors with over $100,000. If that's you, text the words Gold Summit to 49776. That's the words Gold Summit to 49776. Get your $1,500 ticket for free for our August 14th live event now. Text Gold Summit to 49776 and join the movement. Text the words Gold Summit to 49776. That's the words Gold Summit to 49776. Jay Sekulow is seeing smoke. Horowitz's Inspector General report was due to be released literally any time this month. The FISA abuses. What's very important right now is to understand that all of a sudden, in the last hours before this report is about to go public, we now have this release of uh, a statement saying it's going to be delayed some. Why? Witnesses are coming forward. Jay Sekulow live. Weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of flooding closures remaining, especially in Plum, Penn Hills, Wilkins, Monroeville. The closures include Old William Penn Highway between Thompson Run Road and Jefferson Road. Also, Lower Rhode Island Road between Thompson Run Road and 22. In Plum, New Texas Road, that's shut down with storm debris between Golden Mile Highway and Keene Road. Got an accident, 837 at Library Place to watch out for. Pretty typical volume on the Parkway East and West. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. 
We'll have a shower in spots early. Otherwise, clouds linger tonight with a low near 60. Then tomorrow you'll see clouds give way to some sunshine. Looks to be a really nice day as humidity drops and the high will be 75. Partly cloudy with a low of comfortable 55 tomorrow night. A gorgeous day's coming up Wednesday. We'll have bright sunshine, low humidity, and the high will again be 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Dan Levitard was back at work today on ESPN, even though he went against company policy and talked politics on his show last week. Of course, he ripped Donald Trump because of the chance at his rally last Thursday. Well, Ben Strauss is a sports and media reporter at the Washington Post, and he joins us now. Ben, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So I'm just wondering uh, if, if you think, or I don't know if it's, whether, you, whether it's up to you to think this, but or, or maybe I should say, are you surprised that Dan Lebetard wasn't suspended for uh, blatantly violating the policy of ESPN's uh, new policy? Yeah, I think uh, I think the question hits it on the head, sort of this spot that he put ESPN in, sort of for you know eighteen months with their new president. They said over and over again, "We don't do pure politics. We are not a political network." And last week, all of a sudden, you know, Dan Lebetard rebukes Trump and and the folks at his rally who were chanting. Uh, sent her back to uh, Rep. Ilhan Omar, and, and all of a sudden now ESPN is in the place it was uh, 18 months ago before uh, the president took over and said, uh, we are not going to do this, um, we are not political. And so uh, I don't know if it's for me to say whether I'm surprised or not. I think it's the exact spot that the network doesn't want to be in. And, you know, you don't suspend him, then, you know, you basically have this policy, you know, what is it for? What does it mean? Um, and if you do suspend him, then, you know, you sort of risk, uh, you know, pissing off all the people that this uh, resonated with, all the people, all yeah. the president's critics who, who, who this resonated with. So, I mean, you're sort of over the barrel. I don't know if you can win. Yeah, and it'd be kind of hard to have any sympathy for Dan Lebetard, though, no matter what your uh, stance is on what the president said, if if you know if you if you are um, if you're if the boss says you don't do that and you do it, you sh- I guess you should expect the consequences. Accept the consequences. Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah, I, I think that is absolutely one way to look at it. Um, this was a policy. You know, if you want to talk sports on our network, you have to, you know, put it through a sports lens. Mm-hmm. Um, had, had the policy and sort of couch, I guess Dan couched it right. Dan is a Cuban immigrant, um, and sort of uh, the message at that rally, uh, you know, struck him, you know, very deeply, right. mm-hmm. um, and uh, sort of be, uh, felt compelled to um, to talk about this. So, I mean, it's 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 tricky. I mean, I think you can you can sort of see um, the arguments uh, on both sides, and it's sort of left. Um, you know, both of them in a, in a tricky spot. If Dan Levitt feels this strongly um, about Trump, about politics, then, um, you know, is ESPN the right place for him? If ESPN is going to tell him, you can't say this. And so I, they both have to make a decision. Is this the right fit? Right. Uh, and had had the new policy been followed until this? Were there any other examples of... So I, I, I don't know how new the policy, you know, for years and years, ESPN has, has sort of, you know, tried to, you know, figure out when, you know, its personalities, its TV hosts, its writers want to address, you know, political issues. Um, and so, I, you know, for years, Bill Simmons at one point wanted to have Barack Obama on, on his podcast, and the network said no years and years ago. And obviously, in this moment in 2019, you know, everything is just much more political. Um, and so it's it's much harder for the network to separate um, sports and what it covers from the, the larger political conversation and the, the, the news cycle, uh, frankly. So uh, for a while now, the, the new president, Jim Pataro, took over last uh, March, I want to say. So for 18 months, you know, as he said over and over, we're not political, we're not going to cover this stuff. Um, there has not been 
um, any controversy, any drama. Um, a couple of years ago, um, you know, you, your listeners might remember Jamel Hill, who called Trump a white supremacist. And ESPN was sort of at the white hot center of, of this political, um, you know, conversation and, and news cycle. And so, yeah, for, for 18 months, they've, they've um, avoided a lot of that drama. Uh, this last week, they're, they're right back in the middle of it. You mentioned your piece that you talked to uh, some people, or at least a person at ESPN, about this uh, who wasn't able to identify him or herself. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, he, he also um, attacked the network for not having the guts to talk about politics, said they were cowards. Um, how do you think that played among his co-workers? Do you think they were cheering yeah, him on? I, <laughs> I think I think what, what makes this even, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair point, a good point, um, to make is that not only did he violate the policy by talking about Trump, but, but he trashed the policy itself, right, which is attacking the network whose airwaves uh, he's on. And so that makes it even trickier. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that there are some folks, uh, I can tell you there are some folks at ESPN who, who are less concerned about what he said politically, but the fact that he, you know, attack the network that, that whose airways he's on. So uh, that's a totally fair point. Yeah, not, there aren't, um, I mean, I, I worked as a sportscaster, a full-time sportscaster for 30 years, and there were certain things that I knew that, uh, that I mean, I, there were things that I didn't like about the companies that I worked for, but I was pretty well aware that I shouldn't say that on the air. <laughs> know and expect to keep my job i mean I, I don't know who i don't know how many people who would expect to rip the company you work for on the air and then show up at work the next morning without any consequences yeah and and so far there there haven't been any consequences so people inside that building and people um you know i'm sure country you know who have been following the story are are curious to see what if anything um ESPN does, and I, I think it's 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 not really a unique situation to ESPN. Sort of the, what your corporate response is to President Trump. I mean, we've seen you know companies from Nike to uh, plenty of others, you know, face this question of how do we um, respond to to this political moment, and uh, you know, a lot of times there's not a great answer. Um, how damaging did ESPN uh, find the, the drift in the politics that they put a stop to? Did did they have research that showed that it was hurting their ratings and 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 causing them to lose subscriptions? I don't. The, there are two separate things going on at ESPN when they responded to the politics thing. But but the politics thing, a lot of it is branding, right? They mm-hmm. there were conservatives who thought that. Um, you know, ESPN had, had drifted too far into politics, you know, from a, a liberal angle. Um, so that's a branding issue, right? If you're a sports network, you don't want, you know, half the country thinking that you are a political network. Right. Um, that is a totally separate issue from cord cutting and, and the business climate that ESPN and any cable company faces itself. Um, I, I absolutely don't think that, you know, somebody said ESPN is too political, so I'm going to you know, cut them from my cable subscription, right? Yeah. The, the people who are watching ESPN are going to watch college football no matter what. Right. Um, you know, a talking head says, and it's not, you know, ESPN wasn't losing subscribers at a higher rate than Fox News, for example. So they're two totally separate issues. ESPN wanted to protect their brand, um, and so they've come out and said, you know, politics is something that we don't want to do. And the other thing is, right, I think they've said, you know, politics isn't something we want to do. They've said that over and over again. I don't think they've lobotomized their coverage, you know, and it's that different. I think a lot of it is sort of this marketing campaign to tell people and remind people um, that they are part, uh, you know, separate from the news cycle and separate from, you know, the politics of the moment. But, you know, I don't think that that was totally separate issue from, from, you know, the business climate and how you address, you know, people who don't want cable anymore. We're talking to Ben Strauss. He's a sports and media reporter at the Washington Post. Um, the Colin Kaepernick story uh, popped up again a couple of weeks ago with the the issue with the Nike shoes. Um, I I have to admit to you, I, I don't watch ESPN much. Um, I don't find their um, panel shows all that um, 
necessary to watch. I, I believe me, I watch sure. games. But you watch you watch the game. Yeah, that's right? all. That's yeah, what, I watch yeah, the games. Yeah, that's when most people watch ESPN, right? Like the 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 sort of like the the thing that gets lost in all of this. We talk about ESPN and politics. It's you know the politics stuff really is a branding thing, right? What what's going to make what makes ESPN work as a network um, is how much money they're spending on you know the NFL, the NBA, and and how much money is coming in uh, from you know, cable subscribers and, you know, their new, you know, direct-to-consumer offering, um, which is called ESPN+. Plus. So the, the politics is not going to make or break ESPN as a network. It's, it's obviously a talking point, and it's, it's important um, sort of in the, in the political discourse to think about how we, you know, address sports and, and the issues of race and, you know, socioeconomics and, and things in sports. Um, but it, it's not making or breaking ESPN as a network. Now, uh, outside, Bob Lee retired, um, and I, I, when I knew I was going to be talking to you, I, I, I couldn't, I don't have an answer, because I don't know if it's still on the air. What, what happened to Outside the Lines, which is a show that lent, lent itself to talking about politics and culture once in a while, because that, yeah, I mean, that was still, the name of the show. Yeah, it's, it's still on the air. Um, you know, it didn't go anywhere. It's on either four or five days a week. I can't remember which. Um, you know, they've still got, um, you know, people writing about the intersection of, of race and sports on a website called The Undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got, you know, on First Take, which is, you know, probably their most well-known morning show, yeah. uh, you know, they'll debate issues of, of who's going to the White House, who isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple months ago, they examined uh, Kate Smith and white privilege right. around I forgot about that God one, yeah. Bless America. So, I mean, this idea that, you know, ESPN, like I said, has, has sort of neutered itself, um, you know, isn't true. A lot of the conversation around politics is is branding and, and making sure that people don't think of them as a political network. And that's why, you know, the, the Levitard stuff is, is tricky for them because... Um, they really don't want people to think of them as a political network. And when you, you know, address Trump in, in the way Levitar did, you know, that's what people think. Well, so, you know, Ben, uh, we're talking to Ben Strauss, sports and media reporter for The Washington Post. Uh, as I said, I was a full-time sportscaster, and I'm doing this show now. And part of the, uh, I really appreciate what they're allowing me to do here because I can, they, they allow me to do basically whatever I want. And I will... Uh, do a story on something related totally to sports in one segment and come back and talk abor- about abortion in the next one. Uh, and I, I'm kind of trying to prove a point here. I don't know if I'm going to end up ultimately getting away with it, but I'm trying to prove a point that a sports fan can walk and chew gum at the same time, can tune into a show knowing that he or she is going to get maybe politics, maybe sports. And if you know that you're tuning in to get that, then you're not going to be offended when somebody brings up a political subject. And that's why, I guess, I guess it's a long way of getting around to asking you, why, not, why, why doesn't ESPN just have a show that's dedicated to politics and sports, or culture and sports, or, you know, the intersection yeah, of politics? Right, I think, I think that part of what they've done over the last year is, is um, condense a little bit of the opinion shows and focus a little more on highlights. Yeah, um, which means you get less discussion about that intersection of politics and sports, whatever the news of the day might be. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, right outside the lines is on. Um, you know, they've got an E60 show that airs on the weekend. Um, you know, that delves into you know magazine style, you know, TV journalism, yeah. looking at you know deeper issues. They do great um, stuff on that show. They, I mean, they have these outlets. So um, I think you know sometimes it's it's a matter of. You know semantics. How about and, this? And, uh, how about this for a show? Um, Dan Levitard and Kurt Schilling on the same show together, <laughs> uh, debating these issues. I'm serious. So, well, to me, that that might be an interesting show. And you could talk about sports uh, a lot, but you know, uh, just don't don't uh, hide the fact that these are two politically um, uh, savvy guys who have differing opinions, and they're going to go at it. With a sports kind of a motif, yeah, I'd I mean, watch that. Would you? <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I mean, ESPN had Kurt Schilling, and and they had to let him go because yeah. he's a conservative of a series yeah. of of pretty. Um, I, I think they were you know homophobic and, yeah. and you know racist comments on on the internet, but they have. Um, I, I 
I think, I guess your question brings up the idea of how, you know, I think especially right now, um, you know, how political everything is. So the question is, how do you separate, you know, when you do have a rally like that, which, um, you know, speaks to so many people on a really, really elemental Mm -hmm. level, um, you know, fundamentally uh, offending them and and, and sort of really, especially if you're an immigrant, you know, questioning, um, you know, what those people are chanting about and what it means. And if you've got a platform like Dan Levitard's, you know, you sort of, you know, you weigh what your network is telling you, and then you weigh these personal feelings you have, where you hear people at a rally chanting, send her back. Right. And, and you know, what that means to you and what that stirs in you. And I don't think there's any easy answers to any of those questions. Hey, Ben, I'm out of time. I appreciate you being on. I, I liked your piece today at the uh, the Washington Post uh, on this uh, issue, and I don't think it's the last we're going to hear of it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Always good to be with you. All right. Thank you. That's Ben Strauss, and we'll be right back. ago we had rocky blyer here to talk about his work with miracle league in moon township fields for athletes with special needs jim leland the pirates former manager is also involved in that project jim thanks for being here great to be here john great to talk to you tell me about the miracle league of moon township it's just a great thing for these kids and it's a wonderful opportunity to people to participate some people are a little less fortunate than others and i think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face i've seen the field that they put out in upper st Clair. it's amazing oh it's unbelievable the way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. So approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back. We're surrounded by North. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hey, it's John Steigerwall. So the people at My Pillow said, "Hey, John, can you try out a My Pillow and let us know what you think?" I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow, but what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost: interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. So I'm letting you know you need My Pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but you know what I mean. Your own My Pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a My Pillow pillow in your washer and dryer and it's like new again. Try doing that with your pillow and see what happens. Get a two-pack of My Pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800 716 8087 Use promo code STAG. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night? Or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling. And that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. 
Go now to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. It's so easy to get started, and your first week is free. Go now to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's uh, craziness from Canada again. Sorry. Uh, Jessica Yaniv, uh, Y-A-N-I-V. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. Uh, used to be Jonathan. He uh, changed his name because he's now a woman, even though he's, you know, still a man. He's He says he's a woman, but nothing's changed. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and uh, Jessica... Uh, also, well, you know, we'll call it, we'll call him Jessica. He uh, wanted to get a waxing, if you know what I mean. And so he up in Canada, he's he's out now. I don't know if he's, the word is suing, but he's uh, going after sixteen um, people who are in the business of doing waxings, mostly obviously for women, and um, he's uh, upset because they refuse to wax. Her, uh, even though it's a him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's. I'm supposed to refer to him as her, uh, you know, because uh, I think up in Canada they can uh, throw you in prison for not if, if I refer to him as him. Uh, but uh, he still looks like a him when he's naked. Let's put it that way. And um, these women are not real crazy about uh, you know with the idea of actually doing their job with him. So they uh, they were a little bit reluctant, you know what I mean? The guy looks like John Candy, okay, um, in drag. And so, remember John Candy? So he wants a waxing, and 16 women, most of them immigrants, by the way, one of them disabled, one has already been put out of business. He's suing them for, I think it's uh, like $8,000 each. But the, the sick thing about it is that there's something called the uh, BC, British Columbia, Human Rights Tribunal, they're having a hearing about it. So they're actually taking up taxpayer dollars to, you know, these people are government officials, judges, whoever is on this tribunal, and it's being, they're doing it with a straight face. This guy has male equipment, and people are, there's actually a discussion about whether these women should be forced to deal with it. Um, We're going to try to get more on this tomorrow. It's all over Canada. And it's unbelievably stupid, but un- but unfortunately, as stupid as it is, it's not the least bit surprising. And it's headed to America if the Democrats ever take control. We may be doomed. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>